Welcome to Curating the Curious, the podcast that celebrates staying curious in life and never settling into a box. Hosted by former elementary teacher, television actress, LA realtor, wine slinger, salesperson, waitress, family photographer, and forever student of life, me, Leanna Azzalini. Hello, everybody. It's me, and I am going to do an episode by myself. I'm not going to interview anyone, and I don't have that security blanket. I never thought I would do this, honestly, besides the the first episode that I did. But here I go, because I do have some things to say and things I've been thinking about as I've been listening to the episodes that I've already aired. I think I've, I've aired about five now. First, I want to say that I have decided that my interview style that I've been doing, although I do love it and I will keep it up, it will not be every episode. I learned very early on that it was a struggle. It takes like hours for me to research for these interviews. It takes hours for me to write out all the questions and think it out. I'm not a person that that works off the top of my head. So long story short, I'm still going to do these interviews, but they will be peppered in with shorter interviews. They will be peppered in with curious quickies where maybe I'm talking about a subject on my uh, by myself or maybe a curious quickie where I'm talking about about one subject with somebody else. So I'm going to mix and match however I, I feel it works and make it easier on me. And also I feel like we don't need an hour episode every time. I mean, sometimes we don't feel like listening for an hour, right? So that's the new plan. I still have, I think like seven or eight episodes that are full that I have pre-recorded and I haven't released them yet. So I'm going to do those. I'm going to do these. We're just going to, we're going to do whatever comes up. One thing that I do on the podcast every time with my guests is I ask them a book that they think that everyone should read and why. Now, in this episode, I'm going to tell you a book that I just started. I don't know if everybody should read it, but let me tell you the background of this this book. So this book is called The Artist's Way, and it is, I think it's a pretty famous book. I first heard about it when I was an actress. The Artist's Way was originally published in 1992, and I didn't know about it yet then. When I arrived in Los Angeles after I graduated, college to pursue acting as a career, I remember being introduced to The Artist's Way and basically everybody was saying that I should read it. I think I bought it and never read it. I think I've had it since maybe 1999 and never touched it for some weird reason. I don't know what it was. I think, I think what it was, was that you're supposed to do this journal with it. And every morning you're supposed to just wake up, get out of bed and go do this journal. And you have to write three pages every morning. I am someone who is not good with things like that. And I think it's like a 12-week program, but I'm telling you about this because A, I want to hold myself accountable. B, I've heard so much about it. And C, if you are in a state of complete imbalance like I am right now, 
I think it could help. And so I'm kind of turning to this. It's like my own little program I'm putting myself into to kind of reconnect with who I am right now. I'll be sure to keep you updated here and probably also on the Curating the Curious Instagram as well as I go. But this state of imbalance that I'm talking about is a lot of the reason why I wanted to do this episode. I feel like I can't be alone. There's no way. So why don't I just share with everyone and we can collectively together get through this. So this year, as we know, has been super rough. And I personally, I have just, I've found myself going into low lows, picking myself up, finding new ways to get through it. And then every time I think I've got something down and I've got something figured out, I get knocked back down in some way, shape or form. And I know I'm not alone in this. I, there's no way. So, so I figure, hey, why don't I, I talk about this? I am in a state of imbalance mentally, physically, and spiritually in every way. And every time I kind of get something going in the physical realm or the mental realm, something knocks me down or just spiritually I'm off or mothering, you name it. So the question is, What do you do to counteract this? What do you do to redirect your thoughts in a positive direction when your brain just really isn't going in the right direction for you? The things I use are books. And when I don't have time to read a book, I do audiobooks. I love Audible. Music will always help redirect my thoughts and emotions. And podcasts. If I just need to think about something else, I have all different kinds of podcasts that I follow to redirect my thoughts. Sometimes I want something deep and meaningful. Sometimes I just want something entertaining. You know, it's just how do you redirect your thoughts? I myself am not a naturally positive person. So I have always been someone who's been into quotes and I hate the word self-help, but self-help books or I, I personal growth books, let's call them that. I have always been drawn to those because my natural thought process does not go to positivity. I do have something pulling me down a lot. So those are the ways that I, I redirect my thoughts. And that is why I'm so obsessed with books and quotes. And I hope that they've been helpful for you too. Another very important thing is to get outside. If I don't get outside and just at least take a little walk, I really start to change. Vitamin D and sunshine or even just fresh air if you don't have sunshine where you live. It's just everything when you're feeling down. Any chance I get to go outdoors, even for 15, 20 minutes, it changes my entire day. So that's another idea for a mindset change. Because let's face it, as much as I wish I could be out there creating things, taking photos, creating art all the time to keep myself on the right path, I really, I I don't even know how to fit that in sometimes. So sometimes I've got to just listen to a podcast while I clean or turn on some music or take a walk outside, whatever you can do. Another thing is we are what we consume. What are you consuming? 
Finding positive things to consume is so important for our mental health. And another question is, who are your thought expanders? For me, you know, I look to people like Oprah and Elizabeth Gilbert and Brene Brown because they are my thought expanders. They are the ones who lift me out of the thoughts that I don't want to keep thinking. They're the ones that expand my mind to think about bigger things. Who are your thought expanders? My husband is another one, honestly. He thinks differently than me, but he has a way of getting through to me that nobody else does. Some people are lucky enough to have a lot of friends that are thought expanders. I have a few, but honestly, when I when I don't have that available, I go to people like Elizabeth Gilbert and Oprah and I I listen to a podcast or an audiobook. It really all boils down to one thing, and that is thoughts are things. The law of attraction is real. What you put into your mind produces thoughts, and the thoughts that you think and the things that you say to yourself become your life. I learned this lesson many years ago after a life-changing event that happened to me. And I've really done a lot of thinking about how I can approach this topic because for certain safety reasons for my family and I, I can't tell all the details, but I do want to tell the story. For most of my life, I truly believe that what happened to me happened to me, whatever it was. And I believed that I had very little control over the course of my life. I believed that I was who I was and I didn't really have too much control. I could wish, I could dream, I could hope, but I didn't believe that I had the control and the power to guide the course of my life until something so drastic and so big and so traumatic shook me to the core and woke me up. I had been floating around for several years living in Los Angeles, being in unhealthy relationships, just making bad choices, and overall just not believing in myself or living up to my potential in any way. I was not happy. I was not doing what I loved. I was kind of just going around in circles in life, not feeling fulfilled, but sticking to this dream of acting, even though I didn't really enjoy it when I was on set, but just sticking to it because I didn't want to be a quitter. Basically, I was just going through the motions every day, attracting the wrong people, wrong relationships, and just letting it all repeat, repeating patterns one after another. And I wasn't awake. I was asleep. I was asleep at the wheel. My wake-up call was big. It was earth-shaking. And it took the form of a violent attack that happened in my home when I walked in the door one night. And that attack that I escaped, that ended up sending me into a state of very extreme PTSD where the event would replay in my head over and over all day, all night for three months straight. It shook me to the core, caused me to doubt everything that I knew, everyone that I knew, everything I believed in, and it sent me into a very deep depression once the immediate PTSD effects wore off. I went into a very deep depression of just basically not even wanting to be alive anymore. I never tried to take my life 
but I wouldn't have minded. This was the point of make or break for me. This was the point where I looked at myself and said, this can take over my mind and keep repeating in my mind over and over again, and I can live in fear, or I can break this. And every time these thoughts come flying into my head, I can block them and push them away and say no. I literally had two choices in life, let this eat me up, let this eat me alive, or fight it with all I have and change the way my brain is working. Those were the only two choices I had. Well, I had another choice. I could have gone on medication, but I chose not to do that. I do believe that medication is wonderful for some people, but in my heart, in this situation, I knew what I needed to do. And I decided to change the way that my brain was working. It took many months of self-training, I guess you would call it. Every time one of those scary memories or thoughts or pictures popped into my head, I pushed it out, would not allow myself to feel it, to think it, to give it any power. And every single day, every single hour, I was doing it several times per hour. And eventually it became a habit. And the more I did it, the stronger I got. And I learned a really big lesson of the power of my mind. I learned that I was so much stronger and so much more powerful than I ever thought I was. I always thought I was powerful and strong until that broke me. And then I said to myself, I'm not strong at all. But then as I rebuilt from this event, I realized the power of the mind is everything. The power of the mind creates your life. I didn't have a name for this. I didn't know what the law of attraction was. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about the idea that thoughts are things. It was just something that I had to do in order to survive. And then a funny little thing happened. And I'm always embarrassed to say <laughs> say what the big catalyst was in my life. I usually don't even say it because it's such a cheesy movie. But The Secret came out. And I don't know who here has watched The Secret, but it is extremely cheesy and very effective if you're open to it. The The problem is, is that if you're a cynical person, you're just, there's no way you're getting through that movie. I am not cynical. I'm always looking for something, you know, that silver lining or some way to grow. So I was very open to The Secret and I was very affected by it. And I realized, oh my gosh, this thing that they're talking about, this law of attraction. This is what I trained myself to do to get out of that PTSD. And so I became very involved with all of the secret things. And then I bought the book and I had, you know, I was doing all of the the dream boards and or vision boards and writing down everything and putting pieces of paper everywhere. And I know it might sound dramatic, but the law of attraction changed my life. My life has never been the same since I learned this lesson. It was a few years of real hard work and just kind of working on my own. But once I got through that lesson and truly learned what the law of attraction was and began to implement that in my life, I met the love of my life, my husband. And it's no coincidence. It is no just happy circumstance. It is... It was created by me, and I know it, and I believe it. 
So I wanted to clear this mystery up. I know that I have talked about this event that changed my life in a few of these episodes, and I haven't gone into the details because it's just not been the right timing, but I wanted to give you the backstory. I wanted to tell you why I'm so passionate about what I'm doing here with this podcast, why I believe in the power of thought, law of attraction, why I will keep going with this podcast, why why I will keep searching. And I wanted to give you just a little idea of what's going on with me. I'm not, you know, at the top of my game right now in life. I don't know who is really in 2020, but um, I'm trying and I'm growing a lot and growth is painful. So if you're in pain right now, you're probably growing a lot. Keep pushing yourself. Keep allowing yourself to grow. Know that when you're in pain, you're probably getting ready for that next leap and Don't expect too much of yourself right now. Life is hard. Life is hard this year. Give yourself grace. Give yourself time. Time to just sit and think and be with whoever you want, your loved ones. There's no race happening, especially this year. There's no, there's no finish line. We're just trying to get through it and stay afloat and hopefully become better people for all of this pain that we've been through. And Now I'm going to leave you with a quote because I love them. This is one that has given me some peace during this year when I feel like, okay, I can't accomplish these things that I wanted to accomplish. Or, oh gosh, I've got to hurry up. I've got to make this happen. These people are doing this. These, no, this, this quote right here gives me peace and lets me know what's meant to be will be. It will happen. And this is by Marianne Williamson. An acorn does not have to say, I intend to become an oak tree. Natural intelligence intends that every living thing become the highest form of itself and designs us accordingly. So simple. So true. It's great to have goals, but you don't have to sit there and pound it into your head every day. Just know the course that you're on and feel good that you're on it. Enjoy it. Get the most out of it. Breathe. You will become what you intend. And just remember that thoughts become things.